Have you ever put a lot of pressure on yourself to make sure you have all the right things for your homeschool, the right resources, the right books, the right planner, the right space? Have you ever had a rough time in your homeschool and you thought something just needs to change? Maybe you think your curriculum needs to change or you need to change your homeschool space or you want to change some of your supplies or your resources or the planner that you're using. And maybe you've even tried changing some or all of these things. Today, we're going to get into exactly what minimalist homeschooling is and why it's so different because our homeschools are not about the stuff. Our homeschools are about us and our mindset. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, the host of the Simple is a New Smart podcast, and let's get started. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello there, guys. Let's talk today about what exactly is minimalist homeschooling anyway. So I want to talk today about the philosophy behind minimalist homeschooling. If minimalism is all about embracing a simplified, uncluttered life, then you would imagine that minimalist homeschooling is about embracing a simplified and uncluttered educational plan, right? And education in general with the resources and the space and all of the things that go into a homeschool. If minimalism is about ignoring mass consumerism in our have-it-all society, then minimalist homeschooling is going to be about ignoring the do-it-all mentality that is rampant among homeschoolers. And I'm going to get really into that consumerist mindset in this podcast. Minimalism is encouraging people to evaluate what's most important, what's truly necessary in their lives, what they want to be more intentional about, what they want to be more committed to. And minimalist homeschooling, likewise, is going going to encourage home educators to evaluate what's necessary and what really is loved in their homeschool. It sounds simple enough, right? In fact, it sounds a whole lot like what we want for our children. We want a clear, simple, focused, valuable path for our children. We want to teach them exactly what they need to know. And we want to foster a love of learning. We want them to, we want to nurture their loves And so this idea of giving them what they need and what they love sounds ideal. If it's that simple, why is it so hard to do it? Why, oh why, are we still feeling like it's uncertain, it's overwhelming, there are so many options, we're busy all the time, we're exhausted. There are a lot of answers to this question of why is it so hard to keep our homeschools simple. But if I had to pick the biggest reason that we struggle with simplifying our homeschool, it would be that we've not embraced this minimalist mindset. And hear me out because I already told you in the last podcast that I don't see myself as a consumer. 
I feel very immune to the latest and greatest and the new bright and shiny. I don't feel compelled to keep up with the Joneses and compare myself very often. I can go into a store and I don't feel that I necessarily have to buy anything. But yet, when I started homeschooling, I realized that I was being a consumer. I hope that you will stay with me here and do a little self-reflection as we walk through this today. I'm going to make the argument to you that less is more and our homeschools have very little to do with the stuff. So are you ready for this? First of all, in case you didn't hear the last podcast, I want to let you know there was a time not long ago when I really struggled homeschooling. I was always busy, but I was rarely satisfied at the end of the day with what we accomplished. My kids were very young. Some days I wasn't even sure what on earth we did all day. I was frustrated by the end of almost every day. I tried different schedules, different planners, different checklists, different curricula, different homeschool spaces, but really none of it helped until I changed my mindset because it has nothing to do with the stuff, guys. And this is my first argument to you. There are people who are confident and clear in their homeschools using all different kinds of planners, using all different types of curricula, using all different types of homeschool spaces, all different types of resources and philosophies. There is no one size fits all that gives us clarity and confidence in our homeschools. It's our own mindset that creates that. So this is the reason I started the podcast. This is the reason I started the book. This is the reason that there is a community for minimalist homeschooling because we all go out and the first thing we want is we want advice on what stuff to get, what to put in our space, what to use. And keeping it simple is of a benefit to us and to our children. So how do we actually do that and yet feel confident and clear? This is the big problem that I had when I first started homeschooling. And so I want to talk a little bit more now about this consumerist mindset because I know that I was very resistant to this idea that I'm a consumer somehow because I'm very focused in other areas of my life. I'm very clear on how I invest my time, how I invest my energy, and whether I'm going to get a good return on that investment and what exactly I'm investing in. Right. And we'll talk more about that in a future podcast. But when it came to homeschooling, somehow I got swept up in this consumerist current. And it's not just because there's a vendor hall filled with hundreds of thousands of potential resources at the homeschool conventions, but just because there is a culture within the homeschooling world that more is better. So first and foremost, I see attention on what everybody else does or what everybody else has. And again, this comes from a very well-intentioned place, I believe. I believe that all of us are trying to do a good job and so that we feel that acquiring information about what is out there and what is possible and what everybody else is doing is going to help us make a more educated decision. We look externally for all of the input, all of the information, all of the advice, thinking that that will help us make a good decision. And so we get really obsessed with what everybody else is doing and what everybody else has. However, the minimalist mindset would say that it does not matter what everybody else is doing and what everybody else has. It matters what you most need and what you most love in your own homeschool. That's what's going to matter most. 
Okay, the next way that I see consumerism in homeschooling is this have it all, do it all mentality. And I already talked about this. It's this idea that more is better. That if we have all the things in our homeschool space, if we do all the things that are available to us to do, then we are somehow giving our children more. And in the future, I'm going to talk a lot about the value of of free time and self-directed learning and all of those sorts of things and how less really can be more. But for now, I just want to focus on this idea that we believe that having it all and doing it all or having more and doing more is better. And that's one way I see a consumerist mindset in our homeschool. I also see exhaustion of resources. And I'm not just talking about our budgets, spending every penny in our homeschooling budgets. I'm also talking about spending all of our time, space, and energy and having nothing left in reserves for a rainy day. And you know the rainy day is going to come. The rainy day comes when we're parenting, when we're homeschooling. And if we have no time or energy set aside, a little bit kept in reserves, if we have, if we are living on the brink of bankruptcy with our time and our energy, then when that rainy day comes, it really implodes, right? And I see this a lot. Every spare minute that we have, we spend every ounce of energy. As soon as we get it, we spend it, we use it, right? And also in our spaces, we often fill up our space. If we have a bookshelf, we're going to fill it, (laughs) right? And then finally, I see consumerism in living in fear of not enough, living in fear that we need to do more just in case it's not enough. So I want to remind you now of our definition of minimalist homeschooling. I'm going to reiterate this a lot in my podcast because it's really the foundation of what we're talking about here. It's having just what you need and love and removing the extra so that you can focus on the most important things in an education. So one of my favorite quotes is by Nathan Morris. He says, it's not always that we need to do more, but rather that we need to focus on less. So if we want to be really good in our homeschools, it's not that we need to do more. It's that we need to start focusing on less. And this is where part of the magic and minimalist homeschooling starts happening is that We go from feeling spread really thin, trying to do all the things, to being able to focus on a select few important things and do those things really well. And so I want to make sure that in this podcast, I also discuss this idea that stuff in our homeschool is neither the solution nor the problem in homeschooling, but stuff is normally where we start every time we start homeschooling. We first start thinking about the books. We start thinking about the space. We start thinking about the things to do, the classes, the courses, the lessons, the field trips, and all of the stuff. We start lining up the stuff first. However, the stuff has very little to do with the success of our homeschool. It has very little to do with whether we feel clear. It has very little to do with whether we feel confident. And I would argue it has very little to do with whether we guide children to being productive, happy members of society either. Here's my proof against the stuff. First of all, I know in my own life, I have tried different stuff. I've tried a different curriculum. I've tried a different planner. I've tried all the different things. And they would work for a little while, but then eventually I would slip back into my levels of self-doubt and uncertainty. Only now I had more stuff and new stuff and other stuff. And I felt even more defeated because I had tried yet another thing that hadn't really worked, hadn't really changed much about our homeschool. Second of all, 
We see children around the world educated in a variety of different ways, a variety of different subjects at different ages, a variety of different resources and curricula, and still we see children entering adulthood along an entire spectrum of happy and well-prepared. Some are, some are not, some are anywhere in between. In our own country, in the United States, Our schools use very standardized resources. There's a very uniform plan for the students in those schools. They all use the same stuff, have similar opportunities within a school. And again, we see a huge variety of children entering adulthood somewhere along the spectrum of happy and well-prepared or unhappy and not well-prepared. We see homeschoolers. Let's look around us at other homeschoolers. We see homeschoolers who use very few resources, who don't have dedicated homeschool spaces, who don't spend a lot of time homeschooling. And other homeschoolers have an entire room. They have bookshelves full of things or closets filled with resources that they haven't even gotten to yet. And still, we see children entering adulthood along this huge spectrum of happy and well-prepared all the way down to unhappy and ill-prepared. And this stuff has very little to do with it. The problem, and therefore the solution, is our mindset about how the stuff serves a child's education. So when we're talking about clutter in our homeschools, you may be here because you feel like you have way too many things on your bookshelves. You may be here because you still feel compelled to buy all the things. You may be here because you live in a tiny space. You may be here because you're tired of feeling busy all the time and you just want it simplified. And all of that benefits from a minimalist mindset because we accumulate clutter not only in our space and in our supplies and the resources that we buy, but we also accumulate clutter in our time and in our schedule. We accumulate mental clutter, right? All of that mental clutter is remedied by a more minimalist mindset about our homeschool. So my question to you today is, how are you choosing your stuff? How are you choosing what comes into your homeschool, whether that's what comes onto your bookshelves, what comes into your day and your schedules, what comes into your mind? How are you filtering that? How are you choosing what comes into your homeschool? Because less really is more. Instead of thinking that we need to get it all done, I want us to start thinking that the goal is to value everything we do. The goal is no longer to just get it done because it is very possible to get it done and still be dissatisfied. The goal now is to value what we do, what we choose to do, and to be very discriminatory and very intentional about what's coming into our homeschool to ensure that we are valuing what we do. So let me argue how we gain more by doing less. So what if we simplify by focusing on what's most loved and most needed right now? And as a result, we can do the most important things really well. Now we are focused on just a few things. And instead of being spread too thin, now we can do those most important things really well. What if success is not about how much we do, but it's about whether the most important things are done well? Mother Teresa or St. Teresa of Calcutta, she said, it is not how much we do, it is how much love is in what we do. And I really love that quote from her. And we can apply that to our homeschools by thinking about it's not how much we do, it's how much value is in what we do. 
And there's a freedom in minimalism. There always is. People want the freedom that comes with minimalism because less is freeing for us. It really is. Simple is freeing. And the beauty of this idea that we start focusing on what's truly needed and truly loved right now is that we can really give our children a best education for them, an individualized and unique experience because you know what your children most need and most love right now. You know how that changes in the seasons to come. And so success now is about your most important things, not all of that external advice that we were so focused on before when we were thinking about everybody else. Now our focus is on our own children. We are observing them more than we are observing everybody else. And I like to say it is so much better to be awesome at what you're doing than to try to be at all because we're all awesome at certain things. We are all awesome when we're in the zone. However, as soon as we try to do it all and be it all, that awesomeness gets totally overshadowed by crazy guys. And nobody likes crazy. (laughs) Nobody likes crazy. So let's remember that our goal every day is to be awesome at what we're doing. Our goal is not to try to do it all. So here's another point about how we gain more when we're doing less. Let's say we remove the extra in our schedules and our resources and our plans. And as a result, we don't dilute and distract from the most important things. What if surrounding our children with as many resources as possible is not fostering a love of learning or creating a rich learning atmosphere? Because here's what happens. You can't possibly do it all. I like to say that extra homeschool resources do little more than offer subconscious proof that you may not be doing enough or you may not be doing it right. So let's use this example that many of you can probably relate to. I know I can. You go to the public library. You know that you're studying something, let's say Native Americans. So you get a whole bunch of books on it. Maybe you get six, eight, 12, 18 books on the subject and you bring them home and you know you can't go through all of them and you think I'm going to strew these resources. I'm going to pick the best ones when we get home and I'm going to read them. And in reality, when you go back to the library in two weeks and you return all those books and you've only read two of them, you feel a little deflated. We're setting ourselves up for a sense of failure when we bring more into our homeschool than we can possibly do do. Similarly, our children see this huge stack of books to be read and they may not feel inspired. They may feel a little bit of dread, like that's too much to do. They may feel a little bit of overwhelm that this is a whole lot to do and we're never going to get through it. And so we have to be really careful when we're bringing in huge stacks of things, when bookshelves full of things, and we're switching out with these, all this stuff. I know with my kids, I would set up unit studies on something they were interested in and I would want to do all the things every which way from Sunday. And it got to a certain point where my kids were like, enough already, enough with the Native Americans, enough with the solar system. And I realized that my children don't necessarily learn more by doing more, reading more, or having more. At a certain point, they sort of get their fill of what they're going to get out of a subject. And all I'm doing at that point is making all of us feel like we haven't done enough. 
So the only thing that happens when we get beyond that point is that we start making everyone in the home feel, the parent, teacher, and the children feel like we still haven't done enough and we have to do more. Not necessarily because it has value, not necessarily because there's more to learn and we haven't learned the most interesting things, but because more exists and therefore more we should do. And this idea of what we should do is going to be a pitfall whenever we're trying to keep things simple, whenever we're trying to keep things valuable. Anything more than a few of the best resources will not increase learning, but instead it decreases morale. It decreases morale for us as a parent teacher because we didn't get through it all and we feel a little bit defeated by that, a little bit inadequate, and it decreases morale in our children because they feel like we're beating a dead horse. Here is some more information about how we gain more by doing less. What if we clarify our goals, our values, our priorities, and as a result, we gain confidence in what we are doing instead of doubt from what we're not? The idea here is that our clarity and our confidence come from internal standards for success. If we know what the most important things are, if we clarify our goals for our children right now, then we know whether or not we are succeeding. And we know very clearly whether or not something we're going to do is or is not valuable to us. We have that clarity. And I like to tell a story here because I had a friend early on in homeschooling. She was, um, her children were a few years older than mine. So she had been homeschooling a little bit longer. We got along really well. I met her one day for at the park. And in our area, we have a homeschooling Facebook community that has about 400 members. And so there are constantly lessons and field trips and park play dates and all these things posted in this group for homeschoolers to take part in. But I remember asking her early on, are you going to sign your children up for this thing? I don't even remember now what the thing was, but it seemed interesting. It seemed valuable. And I remember her telling me, we have this going on and this going on right now. And she told me how valuable those things were to her, how much they needed them or they loved them and said, I'm just not willing to fit anything else in right now. And I was taken aback because here I was evaluating the benefit of this other thing that we could add to our schedule. I'm listing its virtues. She, on the other hand, was listing the virtues of what they were already doing and telling me that she was not willing to sacrifice the quality of what they already had in order to bring in this new thing which she did not think was more valuable than what they had. So it had nothing to do with the inherent value of this other option. It had to do with the value of what she was already doing. And so I want to remind you that when we are considering other things, when we're considering all that more, this is not about whether all the more has any inherent value. It's not about whether all that more, all that extra will spark joy because we're homeschoolers. It all sparks joy. It's about the inherent value of what you already are doing, what you've already chosen. Anything that you bring into your homeschool must replace or displace something else that you have going on. And whether it's displacing another subject, whether it's displacing laundry day, whether it's displacing your quiet time and your sanity, that's up to you to decide whether this new option is more valuable than that other thing that you're already doing. 
So when we clarify the value and the priority of what we're doing, and we follow that as a compass for what we bring in, then we gain confidence about what we're doing instead of doubt from looking around at all the other options. And so as I'm leaving you today, I want to make sure that you know that this is a process and this is a journey. Changing our mindset about our homeschool is not something that happens overnight, but I am hoping that something I said today, that there are some nuggets in here that you can really hold on to and add a little bit more intentionality to your homeschool. I'll be back in the next episode to talk to you more about what homeschooling is not. We have to have that sort of obligatory conversation about what it is and what it isn't. And then we are going to keep on this journey together, transforming our homeschools from something that is potentially overwhelming and exhausting to something that is very simple and very focused and very intentional. And I'm really excited to be on this journey with you because I know firsthand what a big difference it can make, not only in our homeschool, but what a difference it's made in our homes and how we approach everything in our lives. So with that, I'm wishing you all the simple things and I'm thanking you so much for coming and listening today. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I want you to know that I have a free goodie for you. If you are wondering where you have the most clutter in your homeschool, try our minimalist homeschooling audit. It's free, it's quick, it's easy, and you will get immediate action steps to start working towards a clutter-free homeschool. So go ahead and get started today. It's at resources.zerraphd.com forward slash minimalist dash homeschooling dash audit.